really what this is doing, it's helping to remove the subjectivity that comes with a lot of decisions that need to be made. This isn't a perfect model. No model is perfect, but it helps to just put some numbers to the decisions and the criteria that you're focusing on and helps you get a better idea of each idea and how good it is at solving the problem or the challenge that you have in front of you. Welcome to School of Success, the podcast that will help you reach your goals and become the success story you've always dreamed of. Join us on our journey as we explore the strategies, tools, and tactics needed to build health, wealth, and personal development. Together, we'll uncover the secrets to living life to its fullest with host Brandon Hicks. So let's get started and make your dreams come true. Welcome back to another episode of School of Success. Today, I wanted to share a framework for making decisions that I used quite a bit when I was in my engineering career. And it's something that I've been able to use for my job, but I've also started using it for personal decisions, major decisions like buying a house or within my business now. I think sometimes, and I have struggled with this in the past, is analysis paralysis. You know, there's so many options and so many factors that go into a decision. It can be hard to make a decision because you haven't weighed all the factors and you're not sure if you're picking the best solution. And so this is really a framework for helping you through that. And I'll use an example of how we would do this within the engineering world and then also how I've used it outside of engineering within my business and personal life. So that framework starts with identifying what is critical to your customer. So within the engineering world, when I was designing product, the customer might say, we want a waterproof product that is low cost. So the customer is telling us that they want something that is one, waterproof, and two, as low cost as possible. So our job as the engineers would be to figure out a design that meets as much of the customer requirements, if not all of the customer requirements, as we can. So we will lay out each of those requirements. Again, in this example is we want it to be waterproof and we want it to be low cost. But then what's important is how do those two compare to each other? Is it more important for it to be waterproof or is it more important for it to be low cost? And that's really important when making a decision on how to solve this challenge or this problem. And that's where the second step of this framework comes in and it's called a pairwise comparison. Basically what you're doing is you're judging each of the factors against each other. Is it more important for it to be waterproof or low cost? And you do this for every combination of factors and what you'll end up with is a ranking of most important to least important factors. Let's say if we market a product as being waterproof, but then a customer puts the product in the water and it fails, that's going to lead to bad reputation. It's going to lead to returns and lost money. So that is more important than having a low cost. Customers might pay more for a waterproof product. And so in this scenario here, we would actually rank waterproof as being more important than low cost. So now we've identified what the critical to customer are, what factors are important to the customer. We've now ranked them to figure out what the most important factor is and the least important factor because we want to make sure our decision is in line with the most important factors. And then we step into what's called a Pew matrix, which is basically a criteria-based decision matrix where we are taking the criteria that we've ranked from most important to least important. Again, that is waterproof being more important than low cost. 
And now we have ideas on how we can solve that problem. Let's say we can glue these two pieces together or we could screw these two pieces together. And now we want to basically determine how good or bad each idea is at achieving what the customer is looking for. So how good is gluing these two parts together at making a waterproof seal? And how good is screwing these two parts together at creating a waterproof seal? And then the next factor we would want to consider is cost. Maybe gluing is more expensive because you need all this equipment, you need the glue, and it's messy, and that costs a lot of money. But screwing together is actually really cheap. It's something that we do all the time. Screws are really cheap. So this is actually better. Let's say screws would be better for cost, but would be worse for waterproofing. This is just two factors, but let's say you had five or six factors that were really important. Now it makes it really difficult to decide which idea you have is best when you've got five, six, seven factors that are important to the customer. So in summary, you are basically identifying what are the factors that are really important to the customer? How do those rank against each other? Because you want to make sure your decision is in line with the things that are most important. And then you come up with all the ideas that you can to solve the problem and you determine how good that idea is at achieving each of the factors that you've ranked. And at the end, you're going to come up with a number for each of the ideas that allows you to compare and say, well, gluing was a 10, but screwing was a four. Okay. It seems that gluing is a much better option for us here because waterproofing is the most important factor that we're solving for. And you can look up these charts online. There's templates for how to do a pairwise and how to do a pew matrix. And it sounds complicated, but once you've got the chart and the tables in front of you, it's really just filling out and saying, is A better than B or is B better than A? It's it's a very basic concept. And so really what this is doing, it's helping to remove the subjectivity that comes with a lot of decisions that need to be made. This isn't a perfect model. No model is perfect, but it helps to just put some numbers to the decisions and the criteria that you're focusing on and helps you get a better idea of each idea and how good it is at solving the problem or the challenge that you have in front of you. Now, that was a specific example within the engineering world and how we would use it, but here are some examples of how I've used it personally. When I was hiring my first cold caller, I had three candidates. The factors that were important to me were cost, the hourly rate, their experience, specifically within cold calling, their English language fluency. They're going to be talking with owners across the United States. And everyone, of course, is going to be speaking English. So how good is the VA at understanding English and being able to have a conversation with an owner? And there's a number of factors, but I listed them out. I ranked how important they were through the pairwise. And then I had three options, candidate one, two, and three. And I ranked each candidate with how good they were at each of those factors. And that helped me ultimately make my decision. Also used this for deciding if we wanted to buy our condo about five or six years ago versus renting. Things that were important to us were we wanted to have a dog. So how easy is it to have a dog within an apartment building, mortgage and rent, size, location, all of those factors that would be important to you. You list them out, rank them against each other, and then say, okay, apartment A, apartment B, and then condo one. How do each of these different options do at meeting the criteria and the factors that are important to me? And then Another area where I've used this, and actually Shelby has used this as well, is deciding on if you want to leave your job and go to a different company. So now you have how your current job serves each of the factors that are important to you. Let's say it's pay, location, commute, happiness, support coworkers, you list out each of those and you say, okay, how does my current job do for each of these? And what do I think my new job or my two other offers would do for me? And you can compare pay between the three of them or the two of them and location, commute benefits. 
at the end of doing all of that, you'll start to see, okay, job A actually is a 15 for me, but my current job is a zero. Wow. This is validating the reason why I was actually looking for a new job is felt like something wasn't quite right, but I wasn't quite sure. And now I've laid out all of the factors that are important to me and ranked each of those and then estimated how good each job is at achieving those factors. And I'm finding that this new job is probably going to be a much better option for me. This gives me another data point to say, maybe I should leave this job. So that's a few ways that I've used this personally and professionally. And I hope that's helpful. Again, you know, it's not perfect, but I feel like a lot of decisions are made subjectively without reasoning or without being able to clearly show the bigger picture. And by breaking each of these things down into the critical to customer, those factors that are important to the customer, and you yourself might be the customer, right? Like I was the customer of the virtual assistants or whether I should leave my job or not. So what are the factors that are important to me or the customer? How do they compare against each other? Which factor is most important? And then you want to rank those. And then how good is each of the options you are considering at achieving those factors? Hey, I appreciate you listening to another episode of School of Success. I'm committed to helping others reach their full potential. So if you found value, please leave a five-star rating and review. With that, we can reach more people and help make their dreams come true.